This is a fool's pursuit, Ivan, Esben said, for perhaps the fifth time since he had arrived at Cleus Castle. You don't think we can win, Ivan said, spreading the document out in front of him and giving it a quick once-over. It was a declaration of war of Dracian province against its mother empire. Once it reached Scytherus, there wasn't any turning back. The three of them had spent the last few days writing it up, and it was perfect. All that was left was for them to sign it and seal it. No, Esben scoffed. I don't think we can win. I don't think it should even be attempted. In fact, I think you should go to Scytherus and apologize. Maybe if you grovel, he'll give us back our trade. And then things won't be so bad, huh? Never, Ivan growled. I would rather rot. He dipped his quill pen into the inkwell and signed his name, a flourish of black ink across the pale parchment. Besides, it's deeper than that now. You know we can never go back. This is revolution we're talking about. We could be independent men. We could be kings. We could be dead, Esben shot back. We could be desecrated corpses on the battlefield, which sounds more likely to me. Nicholas walked over to Ivan, plucking the quill pen from his hands and signing his own name under the previous barons. His was a slightly more flamboyant signature with a loop on every letter. Don't listen to Esben. He's merely bitter because he was the last to be consulted. I resent not having a say in things, Esben said, his voice low, his glare dark. Especially when it concerns me and the survival of my house. This is not just your survival. It's all of us, Nicholas pointed out. If we go down, face it, Esben, you are too one way or another. Scytherus won't spare you if he wins, and we wouldn't either if we won. You would have nowhere to go, short of exiling yourself, and we all know you have such silly family loyalties. His words were cut off when Esbon grabbed him by the collar, iron fingers twisting into the rich linen and silk. He lifted the heavier baron up until the toes of his boots barely scraped the ground, and then he dragged him close, leaning in and placing their foreheads together so that they were eye-level. I suggest you bite your tongue, Esmond said, his voice barely audible, before I cut it out. Nicholas glared at him defiantly, and Esmond released him. The Ercole staggered back, barely avoiding falling on his rump, and Esben snorted, turning away. Nicholas stepped forward, adjusting his wire spectacles, and held out the pen. Sign, he said, his teeth clenched. You have everything to lose, and everything to gain. Esben took the pen and leaned over the document. After a moment's pause, he signed his name under the preceding two. His was a short, bold signature in even, spidery strokes. It rested on the page like a dark spot of ink, barely a signature at all. He replaced the pen to its inkwell, and it was as if the tension had been lifted off the shoulders of all three of them. 
It had been there since that morning when Ivan had pronounced the document finished. But the tension was just replaced by a newer, settling fear. They had declared war against their own king. They knew what the consequences would be, and there was no going back. From this point on, they would have to plan their every move carefully. Not only their lives hung in the balance, but the lives of every citizen in Drakian province. They would have to rally their support as well, or this war was as good as lost. And the declaration hadn't even yet left the table. Each baron pressed his seal into a puddle of wax, stamping the document and making it official. Once all was signed and sealed, Ivan rolled it up and tied it with a black satin ribbon.